Hi, you're listening to Your Best with my nanny, Kathy Weckworth. Hi, this is Kathy Weckworth, Executive Director of Best Life Ministries, and you're listening to Your Best, a motivational, inspirational 30 minutes that will help you want to be your best. Hi, this is Craig Johnson, the New York Times best-selling author of the Long My series and the basis for the Netflix original series Longmire. And you're on Your Best with Kathy Weckworth. Today's topic is dealing with anger. Welcome, listeners, and thanks for listening to my show. I am celebrating my 100th episode, and I am so grateful to each one of you that tune in over and over week after week. Over the next few weeks, I'm going to cover some topics about what we deal with in life. Last week, we were dealing with addiction. This week, we're going to deal with anger. And next week, we will be dealing with jealousy. It's a typical thing for me to talk about some kind of tricky and uncomfortable topics, but this one especially because I think a lot of people are angry right now. What I'm noticing in society is that people are really quick to fly off the cuff and just say some mean things. I'm sure that you're seeing that as well. More and more people are angry. We see angry mobs protesting. We hear about angry drivers who bully people on the road. We hear about older people being hurt and abused. And of course, we continually see the media angry about something. Anger is a natural, normal human emotion. We've all had it. We all have it. But when that anger results in violence, that's where it misses the mark of being an emotion and creeps past to become sin. I think there are varying degrees of anger. I think that we can become angry and work right through it. Then there's the anger where it sticks around for a few days and you maybe don't want to talk to somebody. Or there's anger where you pull out of a job, a neighborhood, a relationship because it's not good for you. And finally, there's the anger that results in lack of self-control and moves to violence. Anger can be something we feel towards others and something others feel towards us. When I was a little girl, I learned an incredibly valuable lesson from my daddy. He told me, Kathleen, when you're feeling mad, you need to channel that energy that comes with anger and do something good with it. So I've learned to do that throughout my whole life. As a ministry leader, I am always in the front lines for people's opinions and emotions. They don't like what you said. They don't like what you sang. They don't agree with what you preached, what you reviewed. They don't like your email, your phone call, your Facebook post. So they start complaining to you and everyone else, and they're mad. You learn to deal with it. With me, it's an ongoing thing, as I'm sure it is for any pastor or leader in ministry, or for that fact, any leader in business, period. But here's what you might not think about me. You might not think that I'm human and I get mad. Okay, folks, I really do. People hurt my feelings. People say stupid stuff. And there are many times when I think, ah, I am mad. There are times when I think to myself, I wish I could eliminate that emotion, but we can't. Recently, I had a woman who asked me to do some writing for her company. Because I'm very busy, I told her I didn't think it would work out. Well, she insisted, and I did send her some of my work. I wrote, you know, many things. I've written five books. I've had my column in the Benson uh, Swift County Monitor for the last nine years. Uh, So I do some writing. I've got a blog. I write for our magazine. We've had seven years of that. I write articles and descriptions and blurbs, and I just write. What can I tell you? But her boss said that my style was not conducive for a magazine. Well, that made me feel a little bit mad. It wasn't true. I write for a magazine. It's my own magazine. 
There were times when people are going to misinterpret us. It, it seems like it happens over and over. They misinterpret our motivations or our intentions. You know what I mean when you're working hard to do something right and they twist it around to say it's wrong. Sometimes people criticize somebody on my team or a friend or family member, and that can make me angry. Or when people are disrespectful of our flag, our nation, our servicemen, our policemen, the president, or God, I get mad. Dad would say, Kathleen, use that emotion that's boiling and channel it for good and for God. Here's what he meant. A few weeks ago, I received a really angry email. Have you ever received one of those? This person was attacking everything about me. They didn't like something I said about scripture. I had researched for a year with many transcripts of scripture and studied biblical philosophers and professors, and I made a statement that I know I believe was scriptural and logical. The woman was irate. She didn't agree, and she wanted to prove it. I'd already had her talk to me for 30 minutes, and now she was angry. She wanted to meet and talk about it again. My husband read it over, and he said, Kathy, just let it go. This is a very mad person. Scripture talks about a holy anger, a righteous anger. We know that although Jesus is part of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Spirit, he was also a man. He felt emotions and anger was one of them, but he didn't sin. In Mark eleven fifteen, it says, Then they, which is Jesus and the disciples, came to Jerusalem, and he entered the temple and began to drive out those who were buying and selling in the temple, and he overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who were selling doves. He was mad. He flipped over those tables. He was grouchy. He didn't hurt anybody, but he wanted to show them that they couldn't set up stores inside a holy temple. Jesus' anger was intact. Number one, he had a reason to be mad. Number two, he had the right focus. Number three, he had control. And number four, he had the right timing because he didn't let his anger continue. Friends, anger can reside in your heart if you let it. Maybe you aren't out hitting people or breaking things or partaking in crime, but there is a crime if you let anger reside within your soul because you become bitter. It will eat away like a cancer. And scripture says we must learn to control the flesh, control our attitudes and our tongues, and live life with the fruits of the Spirit. And do you remember what those are? Maybe you have never heard of them. This is what scripture says the fruits of the Spirit are. That means that you're going to act how Jesus will act. You have the Holy Spirit living inside of you. You have love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Oh, ouch, what did I just say? Self-control. When we read scripture, one of the fruits of the spirits is self-control. And how many times in our days do we lose it? We operate without control. It's really easy to get that way. After all, the world tells us, go with it, express yourself, be offended. I'm offended. Are you offended? We're all offended. Act on it. It's okay. But friends, it's not okay. Well, joining me on today's show is Pat Russell, a psychologist from St. Cloud, who's currently serving as a school psychologist, and we are so excited to have him here. Pat has great insight when it comes to how we think and act. I'm so happy to be talking about a tough subject with a psychologist. So welcome to the show, Pat. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. So, Pat, I want to look at anger from both angles. I want to look at, first of all, uh, being angry at people and how to handle it appropriately. And then I want to look at what to do when people are mad at us. So tell us a little bit about anger and what parts of it 
are healthy for us? And then where are those lines where it gets to be unhealthy? Well, anger is it's a completely normal emotion that we all experience. It's, it's when it gets out of control that problems can occur. Um, it's, it's a natural response to perceived threats um, that, that we may feel that are occurring to us, and it's, it's a way to help us to defend ourselves. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's something that it's necessary. I mean, if you, if you look back um, in the history of man, it's, it's kind of it's something that's history, it, that, um, that in history it's something that's necessary for survival. I mean, if you, if you don't have that, that anger emotion, um, you know, a lot of times, People would not have survived. They needed right. to to be able to defend themselves. Exactly. Um, it's when we it's when we don't express our anger that actually problems can occur. It's, yeah. You don't want too much anger and go over the top. But if you don't express it and you hold it in, then you can have problems that way too. I mean, there's hypertension, high blood pressure. People can even get depressed. Mm, okay. Um, and if you, uh, and sometimes, and living in Minnesota especially, I've noticed this, is that sometimes people don't express their anger appropriately, can become kind of passive-aggressive. Oh, yes. um, yeah. And so, you know, they try to get back at you for something that they may perceive that you've done to them, and instead of coming out and talking about it, they become passive-aggressive and they get back at you kind of under the table. Exactly. And, you know, I I remember one of my friends, Lynn, told me a long time ago that the way that she taught her children about anger was to say it's kind of like there's a fence there and you have um, a sense of well-being. And when people are pushing past that fence and past your borders, you know, it can create that emotion of anger. And so I think that's so interesting and definitely Minnesota nice, Pat. Don't you think part of that, you know, treating people with a passive aggressive, I'm mad at you, I'm not going to tell you, but I'm going to treat you wrong, you know, is is kind of what we live with. What are some steps that you and I can take and our listeners can take when we begin to feel that anger so that we can diffuse it? Well, there, there used to be, I don't know if you remember, but a few years ago, quite a few years ago, it was thought that just letting your anger out was okay and that it would help you to get over it. And actually, what happens when, when we just let it go and, and allow ourselves to be this exceptionally angry person is that it, it just it tends to build and just keep going and keep going and keep going. Um, there was a, a training I had done a few years ago where they asked for volunteers to be the out-of-control person. And... I raised my hand and said, okay, I'll do that. Wow. And so I needed, I needed to be an angry, upset person. Okay. And so I, I acted the part, and what I found was that the, the more I did and the, and the angrier I pretended to be, the easier it was to just keep going and go and go and go. And I think mm. Wow. When we allow ourselves to do that, that's when we really get out of control. Sure. And we really, we're not thinking clearly and we just lose it. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the things that, that we can do when we feel ourselves getting angry is just to kind of take a step back and allow ourselves to kind of relax, to breathe. Breathing is really important. Okay. Um, and to try to talk yourself down. Like, 
you know, take it easy, relax, calm down. It's going to be okay. Um, because when we, when we get angry, our thinking becomes irrational. And if we can, if we can recognize that, then we can kind of slow those thoughts down and try to think more rationally um, or logically. And then if we can do that, then we can end up short-circuiting that anger a bit. Oh, that sounds like great steps. And listeners, just so that you know, I've known Pat for, I can't remember now, seven, eight years. And here's what I know about him. He's never an angry person. He's about as calm and you know, thoughtful as can be. So just you talking about what it was like to start acting angry and then feeling that, you know, is kind of telltale in itself that, you know, people can get angry and build upon that. So what happens to the body physically, Pat, when we're dealing with emotions like anger and how do the emotional and physiological sides connect? Um, we have that when when we get angry, we have that increase in our, in our blood pressure. Um, and when I get upset or angry, um, my palms start to sweat. Oh, sure. Um, I can feel my heart beating faster. And, and when I get really upset, I, I can feel my, my knees start to shake. Mm. Um, and it's all part of that. I think it's part of that, that, that fight or flight right. response that we have. And if, if we feel that way, what we wanted to what we want to do is defend ourselves. Mm-hmm. That's right. And so, you know, all of those physiological signs and symptoms are, are increasing. They're going up. Your blood pressure is going up, and you want to attack back. You feel like you're being attacked. You want to attack back. You want to counterattack. Um, and it's just so important to oh, wait a second. Wait, I know what's going on here. I know what's going on here. I'm getting upset. I need to calm down. Sure. I need to calm down. Yeah. And just try to talk yourself down. I think it's interesting because for me, I don't get sweaty palms. I do get a little bit of heart racing when I'm angry. And I definitely, if I get really pushed, I will feel dizzy. I'll feel a little bit lightheaded. So that hmm. must be the high blood pressure part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Pat, yeah, as you... I just I oh, go ahead. shake. Yeah, do really? Okay. As you are well aware, there's an outpouring right now, Pat, of anger in our society. It makes me so sad. Um, You know, there's always angry people everywhere, but it just is like the majority of people that we see and hear about now are really raging mad. And outside of the people who are hired to protest, because, you know, I'm so naive and gullible. At first, when Farmer Dean said, hey, these people are paid to protest, I was like, are you kidding me? What? So outside of those people who are paid to act like they're mad and be mad, there are, you know, lots of people who are very quick now to jump to anger. And unfortunately, that anger is leading to violence. So tell me, as a psychologist, what do you attribute to this behavior and what's happening? I think, um, I think in, our, in our society, I think we've, we've changed. There's been a change where... Um, we've become less civil. Um, I'm old enough. I, I don't think, well, maybe you are. I, I doubt it, though. But if you remember back in the 60s and the 70s, you probably saw news footage of this. Um, when there were the protests when Martin Luther King was out and, and protesting um, issues of civil rights, right. his, the way that he 
he would protest, or and he had his groups protest, and, and the people that, that followed protest was more like a civil disobedience where you would go out and maybe you would march and you may cause some traffic congestion or you may block um, passageways or bridges or whatever, but there wasn't any violence on their part. They were making a point. They were making a statement. They were upset. They were angry about injustices. But somewhere along the line, things change. We're now... It's okay to be angry. It's okay to to kind of go over the top with our anger. Right. It's like the norm um, right now. It's the norm for people to be so right. incredibly mad. Yeah. And I think oftentimes inappropriate. Right. Um, exactly. There's just no um, civility like it, like it used to be. Yeah. Um, and, and it's, again, it's okay to be angry. It's an emotion which is normal. Um, you know, the Bible says, you know, it's okay to be angry, but, but don't cause your anger to, to make you sin. That's right. And so, you know, we need, it's okay to be angry, but we need to, we need to be able to handle it. Exactly. We need to be able to um, be rational and think rationally. Mm-hmm. That's and right. And understand that there's always two sides of the story. Exactly. So now thinking about what we do when others are angry at us, um, can you give us an example of someone who was angry at you and how you dealt with that anger, whether it was a good job of doing it, Pat, or a bad job? <laughs> well, um, the, the one, well, there's been many instances, but the one instance that comes to mind is I was having to deal with, with a parent um, and I was talking to them over the phone about um, an assessment we were doing with with their child, and um, she had questions about um, a rating scale I had sent home, and it started out very civil, and she had a, a she was asking a question about one of the items, and and all of a sudden it was like a switch had been flipped, hmm. and. She became very argumentative and uh, was attacking me over the phone, um, was refusing to do any of this and any of this information. It wasn't any of my business to begin with. And, and, I, and I just I had this let her go, let her go for a while, and then just kind of stepped in and said, well, we do need this information because they had moved to Minnesota from a different state. And so the, the child needed to meet eligibility for services in the state of Minnesota, even though they had met those criteria in the state that they were coming from, they had to still meet ones in, excuse me, in Minnesota. And so I was trying to explain that, and then she just started off again on another rampage. And, and I, I remember from past experiences that it, it doesn't do any good with trying to argue. That's right. Especially on the phone. Yeah, with people. Um, but even in person, it, it, it doesn't do any good. It just raises the anger on the other side even higher. Mm-hmm. And so just to let them go. And then eventually what I said was, um, well, I, I'll, I'll call you back maybe tomorrow and we can discuss this a little bit more. And I can, I can let my supervisor know too. 
and then, you know, we ended the conversation there. Um, un- unfortunately, <laughs> the, the follow-up conversation ended up not being any better. Oh, um, yeah. she and was so, still mad. Yeah. yeah, we ended up, we ended up, you know, I ended up not dealing with that person anymore because she just didn't want anything to do with me. Hmm. And I had never met this person. Hmm. I, I have never seen this person face to face, never talked to them before. And mm-hmm. so, but you know, how I handled it was just trying to stay calm Yeah. because if, if you start becoming angry and, and showing those signs of anger and, and trying to counterattack, it's just going to raise the anger in the other person even more. That's right. That's right. So, Pat, what can we do about the rampant rage and anger that's overtaking people in today's society? And obviously you're saying remain calm and take a step back. Um, I think about my friend James, who's on our Best Life Band team. He's one of our guitarists, and he and our friend, worship leader Dave Herring, were at the State Fair. They were just walking. They were finished with their gig. They had performed. They were walking towards the gates, and two guys were just fist-fighting it out, screaming obscenities and yelling at one another. And Dave said, come on, let's go the other way. And James just went straight forward, very calm, and said, hey, guys, what's going on here? You know, risking. I mean, he could be, you know, beat up as well, right? And mm-hmm. he just said, what's going yep. on? And and the guy turned to him, and, you know, James just remained very calm, talked in a really straight, you know, tone, and said, look, um, you know, you don't want to do this. This just isn't right. And the guy just began to break down crying. And James just, you know, hugged him and said, you know, hey, man, do you know about Jesus? That's like James. That's how he talks. <laughs> and he just began to witness to him and talk about Jesus. And He said it was a complete turnaround for them. But right now we're in crazy times and people are angry, whether it's a driving down the road and somebody's mad at you because you forgot to signal or, you know, people um, upset now this week about the NFL and and not honoring our flag. Um, How do you think that we can be a light in the darkness and not be angry mobsters? I think think what we can do collectively is, is to just pray, pray for our society, pray for our country, pray for those around us. Yeah. Because um, prayer changes things. It does. Um, and the other things that, that we can do include, um, you know, just being a good witness, being able to, to handle ourselves appropriately the way God would want us to. Um, and, then, and then to be able to communicate. I think communication is so important. Mm-hmm. Um, something that came to mind um, as you were giving that example is that oftentimes people are angry because there's so much hurt inside yeah, exactly. of them. That's right. And, and they don't communicate that. Right. And, and a little thing can set them off. Mm-hmm. And it's not that they hate you or that they are mad at you personally. It's just that maybe there's so much hurt inside that that's how it's expressing itself. Exactly. Well, Pat, the anger. thank you so much because you had some really great insights into anger. And I think it's really important right now that we do pray, that we stand together and pray for each other, for our families, our communities, the nation, for our president. I also think it's important that we are a good example, um, you know, living a Christ-like life. And that we're talking about Jesus to people. I think those are the three important things right now. So thank you so much for sharing your thoughts about anger, and I appreciate you so much. So thanks for being on the show today. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. 
Let's listen to this song by Amy Grant about being an example. Shine your light. When my girls were little, we would turn on our TV set at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. We would settle down in front of that TV set and watch PBS to enter the wonderful world of Mr. Fred Rogers and his neighborhood. Remember it? Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. 
Mr. Rogers had a way of expressing the truth about every emotion that children and adults go through and how to recognize it and deal with it. Here's what he said to all of us after the 9-11 attacks. On September 11, 2001, Fred said, If you grew up with our neighborhood, you may remember how we sometimes talk about difficult things. There were days, even beautiful days, that weren't happy. In fact, there were some that were really very sad. Well, we've had a lot of days like that in our whole world. We've seen what some people do when they don't know anything else to do with their anger. I'm convinced that when we help our children find healthy ways of dealing with their feelings, ways that don't hurt them or anyone else, we're helping to make our world a safer, better place. And what's more, I'm so grateful to you for helping the children in your life to know that you'll do everything you can to keep them safe and to help them express their feelings in ways that will bring healing in many different neighborhoods, end of quote. Not violence, not hurt, not breaking buildings, smashing cars, hurting innocent bystanders. Instead, controlling anger and figuring out how to be a part of a solution, not adding to the problems, is what I recommend. Scripture teaches us to profess the love of God. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, and all your soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. I can't imagine anyone welcoming violence upon themselves, and yet so many are being violent and angry. Here are four steps that I recommend that we take. Number one, think about what's made you mad and identify why it angered you. Number two, pray about it. Talk about it with a trusted friend, counselor, or pastor. Number three, identify solutions. Four, use that emotion and energy to channel into something productive. And five, ask God for help. Friends, anger in itself isn't a sin. The Apostle Paul says, be angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down on your wrath. Let's make a commitment today to shine the evidence of Christ in our lives and use self-control. Let me pray with you. Dear Jesus, it's a scary world out there with so much anger and violence. Each day brings new riots, new shootings, new troubles. Help us be alert. Help us be ready to help others and encourage us to leave our anger with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, if you enjoy this podcast, subscribe to it on iTunes and please give us a favorable review so that other people can listen to the show and enjoy it as well. For more encouragement and hope, log on to our website at bestlifeministries.com. And for more information about me, you can log on to kathyweckworth.com. Hey, thanks for being with us today. And until next time, I encourage you to go out and be your best. best life.